Thanks for listening. This is uh, Star Wars Weekly Episode 6. I'm here with Adam and Grant. I am Ben. Um, and we're going to just jump right into it with Core World News. Take it away, Grant. So, Core World News tonight. We have many news items on the list. We have uh, a new reported story that Finn and Ray are back together in Episode 9, says John Boyega himself. Uh, Mark Hamill recently said he doesn't mind his likeness being CGI'd for future storylines set in the Star Wars universe. And the... Uh, uh, Denny's Star Wars themed breakfast options have returned and uh, been announced in a wonderfully quirky TV spot that features new characters such as Therm Scissor Punch. Uh, and our discussion after Core World News will revolve around a rumor of Meryl Streep taking on the role of Leia in Episode 9. And we'll have a lot to say about that and what we think about Leia's role going forward in the films and how we think her legacy can be uh, wrapped up in a way that fits our expectations and feels respectful and would be a wonderful tribute to Carrie Fisher. So we'll jump to our first news option, uh, news item, which is Finn and Ray back together in nine says John Boyega himself it, at awesome con. Uh, so uh, if they're back together, where do we think they're going? What do we think the story is going to be? What do we think the plot structure is going to be? Do we think there's going to be another super weapon? Do we think the the war is going to be amped up and there's going to be a lot of conflict? What what do you guys think their adventure could entail? If it's JJ, I think... Well, it is JJ. I think it's (laughs) going to be... um, The war is going to be ramped up and they got to end the war. I feel like he really likes hitting the notes of the original trilogy, um, but hopefully does it in a really different way. But... um, I don't know, and no talk of Poe, right, and any of that stuff. I would hope that they're going to be Poe, Finn, and Ray together, and right. just kind of friends and, and confidants. That's kind of what I'm looking for. Yeah, I'm wondering, I mean, when you think about um, their their characters and who they are, obviously Ray, you know, she's wants to be in this. She's going full Metal Jedi, and will probably be going down there, and she's she's got those tools at her disposal. Finn is a co- more complicated character, secretly, right? He... He's reluctant hero in a certain way, bumbling. He like wants to be a hero, but has no confidence in his own abilities. Um, so he's sort of your classic ground troop, um, you know, uh, resistance fighter. Um, but he seems like he is just sort of escalating in the rank. Um, and I would think Poe at this point could be in a Mon Mothma Admiral Akbar on the on the bridge of something sort of commanding armies um, more of a seasoned kind of yeah, commander role. he seemed yeah. like he was certainly being groomed for command in that entire last movie and um you know so it'll be interesting to see those two characters together i guess they'd both be sort of ground troops right both sort of people that would be um but they could be a sort of carrie fisher han solo lando lando calrissian uh generals yeah. you know you know a big a big thing around. that i've noticed you know, we we obsess about Ray's parentage, but what about Finn? I mean, there's there's some hinting that he his parents may be important in the overall structure of the story, which is that uh, it, that he could be Lan- he could be Lando's son. We it's still primed for a big reveal. We don't you know, but or he could be nobody, and they could be no one, right? But or Mace Windu, the other black mean, person in the yeah. galaxy. <laughs> don't forget Captain Panaka. Or Panaka. Oh yeah, right, right, right. But, I mean, um, well, I mean, no, I just feel like that's an interesting is, angle. That would be yeah, an interesting yeah. angle. Because, I mean, I don't know, the obvious thing to me is, well, they one of the things that brought them together is they're both orphans. Right. Yeah. Neither of them knew their parents. You know, Ray possibly had terrible parents. And well, I guess they both had terrible parents if they're giving up their children. Um, so, yeah. you know. 
So it's kind of Mackenzie and orphans sticking together. Yes, I love that. Yeah, and it could be kind of a wonderful fake out because if it's if ever there's a you know Ray, I'm your father or mother moment, it's not going to be as shocking because we're primed for that moment after Empire. So we all might be looking over here to see who's Ray's parents are, and then suddenly they drop this revelation that Finn is actually related to someone extremely important. (laughs) Like, wait, what just happened? Yeah. So maybe, yeah. That'd be um, fun, and yeah, then um, fun. do we think there's gonna be a super weapon, or maybe they're they're they would go there together, and that's maybe the adventure that they go on. If JJ learned anything yeah, from I his first so. Star Wars experience, I would think it is do not use a super weapon. Yeah, <laughs> not another Death Star. Thanks for stopping by. It is fun to think about though, like cause we had the super weapon in the first movie, then a big chase as the kind of plot dynamic in the second film. Yeah, I mean, the final film it can't be a chase, it can't be a super weapon. Is it just all out war? I, I'm hoping it's all out war, and it's this kind of scope and magnitude of war that we haven't yeah. really seen just yet in yeah. Star Wars. I'd love that to see something be... the scale of Return of the Sith sort of war. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I love yeah. Right. It's on, yeah. You could also do a smaller film where it where you have in the background that all-out war. They're not going to go smaller because it's a third, but here's my idea. Right. Where you could have all-out war, and I'm almost thinking that there's something that happens that our main heroes and our main villains crash on a planet or something, and it's mm-hmm. just the, like... It's if the the the, um, the focus on the characters are them kind of trying to survive, fighting each other in this planet, and then you can kind of zoom back and show the major war. Because the thing about war is, if you have the characters on either side, war is very at least in the Star Wars universe and how it's portrayed, it's very clinical or very separate from each other. Right. And I want all these people in the same mm-hmm. room or same area together. Yes. It's hard to do in the middle of war to get them all together. That's a good point. If they all have these leadership positions, I mean, that's what was so great about Return is when you know we need you. Know, some people on the ground to lead these people in a small, you know, band of rebels to go take over this base. And that, you know, we got to really see Han and Leia do some cool things. Yeah. It might also be interesting if Finn makes the difference in the fight between Rey and Kylo in the third film, where Hmm. maybe we're all thinking that Rey and Kylo are going to cancel each other out or, or one is going to kill the other, likely Rey killing Kylo. But could Finn be the one that kills Kylo? Cause Rey can't do it because of all of the, relationship buildup that we got in The Last Jedi. That could be, you know, a dynamic that yeah. is unforeseen that I, yeah. I think would be interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good idea. Because I believe, I mean, Ray's opposite, uh, Finn's opposite number was Phasma, right? And right. she seems to be eliminated from the board, though I would really not be surprised if yeah. she somehow survived that debacle. Yeah. Right. Or that, you know. So we'll jump on to our next... Cleaving our, of a starship in half. Right. <laughs> so we'll jump on to our, our next news item, which is uh, Mark Hamill recently said he doesn't mind his likeness, likeness being CGI'd uh, and uh, his character being replaced with a fully digital character in the future. Uh, what do you guys think about that that uh, idea? Well, of course, because Mark Hamill, like, he's just so sweet and, like, so giving to the community. Yeah. Of course, he did it the right way. He's like, I spoke with my family and decided, <laughs> you know, he just he does everything right. He, he loves his character. I think... You know, I think he probably felt a little ripped off the fact that he wasn't able to yep. make some more really heroic Luke Skywalker um, uh, canon material in The Last Jedi. Even though, I mean, the last scene is one of the most epic scenes in the, the whole series. I'm sure he wants just Luke to proliferate and be amazing. Yep. And like what we talked about last week, it would be great if he could do some voice acting over some of that stuff. If, uh, if they did an anim- uh, Luke in an animated series. Right. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I mean, that, that, I wonder if that's why he said that. You're absolutely right. Like he, you could see that through that entire making of of the Last Jedi, how much he just wanted wanted Brian Johnson to do basically everything opposite of what he did and get Luke in <laughs> battle and fighting. And 
And at the same time, he also you could see him becoming aware of like he's not young anymore. It wouldn't seem super realistic for him to be flipping around and, and killing people. Like right. we're gonna have another what Count Dooku moment, which is <laughs> which <Yeah. laughs> is awesome. But also when you start realizing what's happening, you're like that is a frail old man, and I don't know how he's doing that. I guess it's just the, the force. Right. Right. He does like a front flip off yeah. the balcony yeah. or something. The jarring switch between actor and, and stunt double yeah. is also problematic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but if you de-age him digitally and put him in, you know, a canon film, standalone film, yeah. Luke gets one last adventure. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, Luke, Han, and Leia gets one last adventure, though maybe not with Leia, as we'll talk about. But, right, yeah. but that would be kind of amazing. And as you said, he's a great voice actor, so I'm sure he'd be happy to sit there and, and, and do the voice for that character and mm-hmm. have closest we're going to get to young Luke. And also, if Ryan Johnson's trilogy is set in the future, I can't imagine <clears throat> the legend of Luke Skywalker would just dissipate. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, it, it, and if you were going to represent him, it might as well be a CGI you know, ghost of, of some kind, or, or, or Mark for as long as we can. That's a really good point, because I think the legend of Luke Skywalker could be the thing that sort of pl- proliferates mm-hmm. through all of these movies, yeah. no matter if it has something to do with the Skywalker trilogy or not. Because... Um, they talk about it a lot in the expanded universe mm-hmm. now. All of, you know the books and those aftermath books. You know yeah. people talk reverently about you know apparently like he. There's there's one passage and I think it was um, the last part. They talked about um, it was from a person on a star destroyer like the first first order. Oh no, uh, for the Empire because it was still the Empire then. Um, in the battle over Jakku, mm. they saw a vision of like a thousand foot tall Luke Skywalker with a lightsaber in the in the sky, and she was like, it was a little bit of a, um, you know, delirium because she, you know, her ship was shot down and she was injured and she was and they were crashing. But still, I was like, I was like, oh, I thought she was just sort of you know hallucinating something. But now after that astral projection that we saw. Um, I'm wondering if he really did sort of make himself look like this huge mm-hmm. person and demand retreat from the Empire in their final seconds. Right. Which is badass. So <laughs> that and then, you know, and of course, The Last Jedi, I think, could, could really springboard yeah. it forward, which would be cool. And plus, if we did CGI um, <clears throat> Force Ghost, and my wife made the point because she was listening to our last episode. <laughs> She's like, oh, I would be okay if... yeah." She's like, it made me so sad to think about the <laughs> fact that episode nine is not going to be Leia's story now. But the fact that if you did CGI, like, and then she asked, and we can talk about this for a period, like, are we ever going to get a Force Ghost Leia? But if we oh, were, wow. and let's talk about that when we talk really? about Leia, but if we get, you know, if you do Force Ghost CGI, you, that, you, it looks fine. It doesn't mm-hmm. look weird mm-hmm. like, like Peter Cushing did in, in some cases, and, right. and, and young Fisher did right. in certain scenes. Having that glow, that ambient glow. Well, was since kind we're of cut talking down. about yeah. CGI, how do you think Snoke looked in this movie compared to Peter Cushing and Carrie Fisher in um, in Rogue One? Hmm. I think Snoke looks great in yeah. The Last Jedi. Yeah, yeah it didn't bother me at all. I, I forgot where I saw it, but I think someone compared it, and it it's kind of. Oh, actually, no, it was in the, the remake, and Ryan Johnson was looking at it, and he was sort of prepared to be sort of bummed out about seeing him in person. He didn't yeah. want him to have this face-to-face mm-hmm. thing, but then when he saw... So I'm wondering, I mean, you know, if Lucasfilm's still making strides, you know, and, and still getting the tech better, because yeah. it really, it you know, they used a, a real hand to gra- to touch yeah. um, right. Ray's, Ray's yeah. face, but... Um, but he really looked like he was real, or you know that that was certainly wasn't an issue. Yeah, and you can see from the me. the Marvel movie progressions, Marvel movies did like that de aging and the stuff in the first Captain America, which looks mm. amazing and still looks really good. But then you look yeah. at the most current movies, where like I think it was Guardians of the Galaxy two, where they de aged Kurt Russell, and oh, it yeah. was really weird because 
I wonder if, and, and I need to, maybe I should get my, my nephew who probably doesn't know who Peter Cushing is, doesn't know that Peter Cushing died, mm-hmm. and like just have him watch Rogue One and right. at the end go, so did you know that wasn't a real person? Because I feel like we know that, and so we're Cushing looking, challenge. Yeah, we're looking like for the, the themes in it, and right, I wonder if yeah. it's better than we think it is just because we know it's fake. I don't know, but it's the technology yeah. has progressed, and I think we might be at that point where we can... Yeah, do it for a time. That was one of the ones where I think I saw uh, Rogue One first in 3D for whatever reason, mm. and uh, I was he looked a little greasy, a little yeah. slimy, yep. and then both when I saw him in standard def, he looked much more believable, and then the take home, he looked yeah much, much better. That's as probably well. what it is too. Watching on the big screen, the steams show a little more than when yeah. you're watching at home. Yeah, yeah. I think the biggest thing for me, uh, I think they have a lot of really really talented artists at mm-hmm. ILM, and I think they they yeah. would nail a. Uh, uh, the process of de-aging Luke I think they would do an amazing yeah. job yeah. At that. but it would, I think it would come down to the voice it would honestly come down to the voice yeah, absolutely. and I would have to hear the kind of same yeah. pitch that I hear from him in the New Hope and all this kind of stuff yeah. that I remember so you know if you play acutely. Battlefront 2 they had to they used a different voice actor for mm-hmm. Luke Skywalker mm-hmm. and it's not bad mm-hmm. this one I think I don't know if it's the same one that was in Battlefront 1 I should probably research that but it's okay I, but I, I would just for sentimental reasons, yeah. I want to see. I want uh, Mark to do it himself, and I bet he could yeah. do it. Even you know, even if he sounds a little creaky, mm-hmm. um, I you know he's a professional voice actor. I'm yeah. sure he'd do a great job yeah, mimicking definitely. himself yeah. and have all the hit those notes. It's R two and like yeah. all those like great yeah. Luke lines. And great, I think you mentioned in the past. You can kind of pitch it down or pitch it up. Or yeah, do something yeah. like, you can probably it, tweak that. I mean, if you can make a face, I can do that. <laughs> yeah, Ben. If you can make a person look yeah. like a fake person out of nothing, you can right. tweak a voice with yeah. like. Performance yeah. and yeah, yeah. all that. Another really good uh, de aging uh, uh, character that was de aged was uh, the Westworld's uh, Anthony Hopkins. Oh, yes, character, oh, which was, was really good, amazingly well done. Yeah, that and was that was incredible. TV. Like right. yeah, they spent a lot, too. but it's still yeah. just TV. Right. So yeah, so yeah. Well, that's great that he's doing that, and I hope to see more Luke Skywalker and uh, Mark Hamill in the future. Agreed. And we'll, we'll jump to our next uh, news item, which is uh, Denny's Star Wars themed breakfast options have returned with a <laughs> partnership with Lucasfilm Disney and uh, the upcoming Solo yeah. film. that comes out May 25th, and we're all deeply excited for it. But uh, they also released a short little TV spot that revealed some new characters, such as Therm Scissor Punch, a sort of <laughs> lobster-esque crustacean character, similar yes. to a Mon Cal, but yeah. with, with lobster yeah. claws. Yeah. And right. I thought the, I think Pablo named him Therm <laughs> yeah. Scissor Punch, and I think it's a great name. And what do you guys fantastic. think about By that character? New favorite Star Wars yeah. character. I know yeah. certain people are going nuts about it, but I'm like, that's the most Star Wars name for a character ever, and yeah. I kind of love it. And I know. never want to hear people stop saying that name. Yeah. I just want to hear just... I just want my wife to walk around the house mumbling Therm Scissor Punch and I will be the happiest man in the world. It's a fantastic name. And I think we discussed earlier that, that that cantina that they showcase in the Danny's commercial, it's 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 so highly detailed that you imagine that it's gonna be in the film and uh yeah. and you were saying it almost looks like a kind of a, a Russian like a Siberian yeah. bar that yeah. could be in a winter landscape that's yeah, all the humans kind of are bundled up in big oh, furs yep. and um you know, there's that guy with a big it's almost like a double Russian hat. It's like cross between one of those Russian furry hats and like mouse ears. That's interesting. Um, but uh, yeah, interesting. The mouse ears. I wonder. Part of me is now going. I wonder if that's one of the early bars in that they're going to put in um, <laughs> Galaxy's Edge. Oh, could be. And maybe they're shooting in there. Right. I know awesome. they're going to make it like yeah. that, but I don't know. But it it might, looks, I yeah. always thought that was going to be like a unique planet to all yeah. the. What is the climate of 
Is the, is the planet called Batu? Is that what it's called? Yeah. yeah it sounds, what's, sounds what's, that right. sounds about right. Yeah, what's the Batu. climate, though? What is that planet? Right, Floridian. Geography. Really <laughs> <laughs> it's like a cross between Florida and California. California yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, honestly, we're joking now, but that's probably yep. what they're saying. Yeah. I don't think, you know, there's enough money going on this thing where they don't need to turn it into a, you know. No, they're going to put snow. Sort of. Well, that wraps it up for Core World News, so we'll just jump into our big discussion topic of the day, which is that rumors were swirling that Meryl Streep could replace Carrie Fisher in Episode 9, but those rumors were quickly shot down by Lucasfilm affiliates and employees, so and so uh, we, we don't know if that's a verified uh, you know fact of any kind, So, uh, but it did get our minds uh, uh, turning about the fate of Leia in 9 and what we, what JJ could do with her character going forward and if recasting could even be an option. Uh, what do you guys think about that? Uh, um, so interesting to me. I, I mean, I, I, my breath caught, I texted you guys immediately as soon mm-hmm. as I saw that and, uh, my mind was reeling, but, um, as I sort of pondered it, um, I got kind of excited about it. Um, obviously everyone loves Carrie Fisher and she's beloved and, you know, nothing can take that away from her, but, if Meryl Streep is a close personal friend of Carrie Fisher's, um, I, I can't imagine Carrie having herself having any problem with that. And you know that any way that they would do that would ultimately be an homage. I'm sure Meryl would make that clear. Mm-hmm. And she's a fantastic actress. There's suddenly there's all these really great, not only just like acting possibilities, but also story possibilities um, with right. with you know having. Leia as a central figure. And one other thing is that, I mean, um, Meryl Streep has played Carrie Fisher in the past, and that in Postcards from the Edge played a version of Carrie Fisher, so... Precedented. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, like like I was saying earlier, I think Adam Driver's performance is going to go down as one of the most amazing performances for a villain in cinematic history, and to give him someone like Meryl Streep to act opposite of, Mm -hmm. that would be incredible to witness it would be wonderful at the same time i don't know if it wouldn't be jarring because you watch films like the dark knight where maggie gyllenhaal replaces katie holmes or uh uh, you brought yeah iron man 2 iron man 2 where john cheeto replaces terrence howard (laughs) right and you're like wait what just wait what is this the same character it does throw you off a little bit so i'm wondering if that could be an issue i don't know what you guys think I, you know, you give her the buns, you give her that awesome high cowl, mm-hmm. you know, coat or, you know, I mean, I guess depending on where she starts, it's going to be some general uniform. But um, I have a feeling it's it wouldn't be as jarring as we might suspect it to be. Um, right. Or that, you know, they'd find some ways to do it, to prep us for it. I just think it would be really cool. You know, they set the like, they set the... I don't know, the idea in motion that Leia has used the Force. She can she she has some tap into the Force. And so suddenly I was thinking, like, well, Rey and Leia seem super close. And Rey now has all the secrets of the Jedi, and mm-hmm. she's learning about the Force. Like, what if, uh, what if Leia, see, you know, as we talked about last week, um, really did, like, Luke did train her. What if he did give her the basics? Right. And she does, you know, how to use a force, but, you know, doesn't bust it out all the time. And maybe as a, you know, later in life, she and Ray are like, you know what? The world needs Jedi right now. And what if Leia was part of the new, you know, Ray Academy and, like, you know, starting to learn all that stuff. Anyways, yeah. just like that's just one of the things where it's like, wow, you could do some really interesting things. Um, well, it opens up options instead yeah. of 
instead of what we right. and what everyone's been trying to do for the past however many months is trying to solve the problem of not having Leia right. around. Right. And it's and it's just like you say, oh, in the crawl she died, that's not satisfactory. Like right. you don't you see her die off off camera, not satisfactory. Like it's just no yeah. to me there's been no good answer. I don't know if this is a good answer. I'm a bit of a continuity nerd sometimes mm-hmm. and it would really drive me nuts if they okay. recasted. But that's my own personal thing. Like I, I, I understand why they recast, and yeah. and well, I'm part sure of it is like people feel like that too. But yeah, and I feel kind of limited when I feel that way. But I feel like right. at the same time, I'd love to see like like Grant, you were saying like like Adam Driver's so good and Kyler runs so good, and we never got that scene mm. of mother and son together, and I just want that. And right. if it means I have to watch an amazing actress mm-hmm. right. <laughs> take over for for a really great person, then maybe I'm okay with that. Right. Right. Yeah. And like really, you know. Maggie Gyllenhaal and Don Cheadle and all that, you know, it was jarring at first, but, like, was it jarring after the first four frames right. of the movie? You know, you're like, Yeah, you oh. got used to it. And then you're just like, yeah. you know, like, I mean, it, it's tough. It's just, it's more tough sentimentally, I think, to part with sort of Carrie Fisher, but... Yeah. Um, but story-wise, it'd be really great. Yeah. Oh, and here's another question: Is how are they going to handle it? So in Iron Man two, when Don Cheadle walks in, there's right. he, they, you see him, and he literally says to the camera, basically. Um, I'm here. It's me. Get over it. And he's saying it to Tony <laughs> right, Stark, right. but it's clearly saying it to the audience. I'm like, yes. yeah, I'm a different actor. So there's gonna be a moment where she's like, oh well, we uh, that was a really bad Tie Fighter accent, and uh, I hope my face looks okay. Like, right. are they gonna yeah. actually content to do it yeah. or just let it go? Right, and be like, oh yeah, I should, never should have fought that Wampa. I mean, because that's I mean for Empire, right? <laughs> that's why they had to do that scene because he got the rumor, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so there, I'm sure it'll be some sort of ham-handed thing. Another sort of this this will begin to make things right moment. Yeah. I think as a storyteller, you ideally want to recreate Carrie and CGI. So I understand the, the, uh, the disagreement in recreating her, but I think that it's only, it only honors her performance thus far. And so I just don't understand the argument so much. So, Meaning that's something I've you never... you would prefer to do it just CGI. I think CGI would yeah. would work the best in terms of storytelling. Personally, I, I think you you you'd see the likeness of Carrie and you'd fall in love with the mm. you'd fall in love with the character all over again. And yeah. I feel that, but I I really I I almost think there's something more authentic and honest about mm-hmm. casting mm-hmm. a real person as her. I mean, really, only Meryl Streep. I can't think of anyone else that could do it. Right. But um, not to say there isn't someone that could do it. But sure. it does. I don't know. It just seems a little more honest and be like, listen. She's so important to this this film, and we all love her. But it just I don't know to have sub in a real human being, you know. It I think it says like no, it takes a you know an award winning actress to fill Carrie Fisher's shoes, not a right. robot thing. And this is mm. this sort of vapid actors are, uh, you know, are obsolete yeah. sort of moment for a science fiction movie. Um, but that's just the other side of the coin. I, I obviously I would love to see her too. I feel like the tech is there. Yeah. I mean, it could even be like where Meryl Streep could act it, but they could sort of CGI um, carry over her, which is actually that would what be they, ultimate what, tribute, really. Right. Yeah. That. And yeah. Uh, that's what they did for Peter Cushing. They had an yep. actor, and then they mm-hmm. just sort of altered him to look. That I think you might have just hit the nail. Yeah. On the yeah. Right. Right there. Yeah. I think that would be the best route to go. Have Meryl yeah. Streep do the performance, and then right. layer carry on top. That would yeah. be absolutely stunning. And. Yeah. I would, I would, I but it, but it seems the Fisher estate is or Carrie Fisher's estate is has rejected that, right? I, mean, I don't. I'm not. They've said sure. that we won't do that, but it, or is that just Kennedy saying broadly, "Hey, listen, we're so, not gonna." I, here's the, I'll let me do my conspiracy theory thing first, mm. and then you guys can just yeah. tell me I'm crazy. <laughs> so, it happened like they said that like what 
it was right after her death. I felt like it was like literally yes, right. day. Yeah, like we're not going to do that. And I feel like that was a quick. We're getting a ton of questions, and we want to be respectful. Let's just and put so it to bed. We just put it to bed. Mm-hmm. And now I think they're going. Ooh, we really should have just slow played that because my guess, knowing Lucas or you know mm-hmm. Lucas film. And the success of Rogue One and the success of seeing Peter Cushing and the right. advancement technology, they're probably like, yeah, that's the way we do this. But they've already made that promise. And I feel like, and here's the conspiracy theory. <laughs> I feel like if if that, if that the news report that's now been refuted about Meryl Streep taking over, if it was floated by someone at LucasArts, it's almost like, yeah. I feel like they put it out there so everyone gets really angry about it. Or go, not. No, or not. And if it works, great. Or not. And them going, oh, well, you guys don't want that, but we need we need Leia. Mm. So I guess the only way to do it is to do oh. a digital recreation. I know we're going back on our word, but you didn't like our first option. Hmm. And now that, no, this is where I really start piling on top. And right, okay. this is how I get to prove that, you know, there was no moon landing. Um, was that, uh, <laughs> by the way, guys, there was a moon landing. Um, that uh, Wait, Kubrick staged that. In yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> totally. Yep. Yeah. Watch uh, Room uh, 340. Oh, God, I couldn't remember the name of that documentary. Uh, but now that suddenly um, uh, Hamill's out talking about, I'd be completely fine with them digitally yeah. recreating me. Is right. like oh, everyone yeah. getting comfortable. Interesting with timing with that. Yeah. Right. right? Yeah. So I'm on board. <laughs> yeah. You got great ideas. Right, yeah. You think this is the you know the internal marketing yeah. or or whatever you know measuring or, or yeah. taking a reading on yeah. what we yeah. feel about that of how to go forward. See how they yeah, feel. That's interesting. Because yeah. yeah, they. I mean, he hasn't made JJ hasn't made any announcements yet. So. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't we don't know which way they're gonna go. I think another big question is how much screen time is Leia gonna get in nine? I know we heard early outlines of the lots. sequel trilogy, yeah. and they said lots, right? They said the yeah, the and it makes sense. Is going She's to be the only one of the core three oh, yeah. left alive in the universe. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. yeah. I really thought she was gonna be a big, you know, yeah, that general shouting at her, you know, uh, her assets to go attack yeah. this base, attack that base, yeah. attack this. You know, do this, and and it, and it makes sense from the mirroring sense. You know, it, if the you know original trilogy was father and son, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you know they're going in a broader direction now, it would be how cool would it be to see mother and son, yeah, um, right. You know, be the 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 force of conflict, and in this one, instead of the father trying to pull the child towards evil it's the mother trying to pull the child towards good yeah and right. i mean that works also sort of with the mortis gods mm-hmm. um mythology a little bit where you have sort of the male and the female roughly you know with the dark side and the light um and so i don't know that it feels like kylo is still you know the central character right. as central if not more so than ray and um that could be the ultimate you know moment right. in um in episode nine it, it would also be interesting. I mean, I think Ray is going to be, you know, hugely important in Kylo's ultimate fate. But yes. it might be interesting if Leia is also an important yes. factor in his ultimate fate at right. the end mm-hmm. of Nine and can be there right. to choose rather to redeem him or to, to let him fall, or, you know, yeah. at, at some kind of pivotal junction. That could be interesting. George Lucas said, I think, is one of his... Um, uh, I think in response to the Force Awakens, and there's actually a criticism I think mm. of the Force Awakens, but he said Star Wars has always been about family, right. and um, so that would work. With, yeah, you know that that stays in line with well, some of that. And the it's end like of, a join me moment, right? Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. kind of like a join me. Yeah. And the end of Last Jedi, it almost felt like you know when we get the Luke and Leia moment together, 
I haven't gotten all the quotes down yet. It takes me forever to quote some movies. But Leia basically says, like, he's gone. You know, like, basically almost just officially giving up on Kylo. Mm-hmm. And then that yeah. moment with her at the end with Ray almost felt to me like an adoption. Like, right. I've lost right. one child. Right. I'm adopting a new one. Mm-hmm. So it could go the other way that she would have trained or, or, or mentored Ray, and then Ray goes off to save Kylo or something like that. Yes. But, yeah, but you need... We need... Leia involved somehow in Kylo's redemption or attempted redemption. That makes a lot of sense. And I think that would be, I actually, I thought of that uh, a couple of days ago too. Um, just sort of in passing where like, yeah, family is what you make it. And that would also be a good, set a really good example where it's like adoption is that's family, you know, yeah. your, your parents are who raise you. And, um, you know, maybe she couldn't have gotten that from Han. He would have probably been a terrible adopted father, <laughs> yeah. even with his best intentions in mind. But uh, Leia would be a fantastic mother, yeah. you'd have to think, for a burgeoning yeah. young Jedi. Han's a great uncle, horrible father. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. Totally. Oh, sorry about that. I think yeah. another big uh, thing we were talking about was rather whether this last episode in the trilogy doesn't need to have this final battle and wrap up with a bow and, and be all nice and pretty and end uh, with a kind of finite ending? Or can it be open-ended with two force-wielders on opposing sides kind of planting their feet and saying, we're going to battle this out for eons? And it's kind of just the, another trilogy begins and more yeah. storylines are written and all that kind of stuff. Do we think it can be open-ended at the end I, of this? I feel like it has to do both things. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, they, I, I want to get a happy ending to this thing. Um very much so and then and you know they'd be shooting themselves in the foot if they didn't sort of redefine what what the galaxy looks like post um post episode nine yeah but it could do both and it could because you could still have kylo's redemption but coming after the the reawakening of the dark side i mean we we are been as viewers and as readers of the eu the rule of two right we are very aware of the rule too there's one master and one apprentice with the with the sith but if you go back to and we talked a bit about this last week you go back to the knights of the old republic and there's armies of sith and there's armies of light side and maybe that's what balance is maybe he gets redemption so you get that closing of that story Mm -hmm. but only after this creation of these two giant armies so going forward our main character stories are somewhat wrapped up yeah, but like you said, Grant, right. there's still two big opposing forces, and then ten years later we skip to episode ten, and we yeah. see what the world's been like with Sith and Jedi right. armies for ten years. I don't know. That would be very interesting. Yeah. I mean, I wonder where they want to go because it's been a stat. Well, it's it's legends at this point, but yeah. every you know, there's a lot of people that really enjoy Knights of the Old Republic and and that mythology where it was the whole Sith army and that sort of thing. Yeah. So if I mean after this, these nine movies are done. There's no reason why they can't go back in time and focus on that era if they wanted to show a world where they had multiple Sith, multiple yeah. Jedi. Mm-hmm. But if they wanted to just be like, nope, clean slate, uh, new rules, this you know, sort of aesthetic, then they could sort of... It, I would love to see it. It would be really fun. I mean, even if it was just uh, when we get episode nine, Kylo has a has a, an apprentice. I mean, mm, right. cool with that. And it'd be like oh. some crazy alien apprentice, right? How did I never ever think of that? Yeah, yeah like a yeah, because of course he would have an apprentice, right? If it's a time jump, which we're probably guessing that's going to be. Yeah, I mean, yeah, huh. that would be pretty cool. It's interesting because we're talking about rule of two, but at the same time, when Kylo says, "You know, let the past die," the Jedi, yeah. the Sith, I think he even says the Sith. Yeah, right? mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, he he's not in that doctrine or in that camp no. whatsoever. No. So 
we could see lots of force users. Kylo right. could start his own academy. Kylo right. could yeah. do a lot. There's a lot of potential there. So that's really. I wonder if he's really motivated that way. I mean, because of that that one line, and I wonder if Disney is really motivated that way too. I I think the people that grew up with the original trilogy sort of enjoy the vagueness of the force yeah. in those movies and so I feel like they're headed towards a more vague definition and mm-hmm. doctrine mm-hmm. whereas like if he just started a Sith Academy or something it would mm-hmm. sort of be a step backwards right. but maybe not I'm not saying I would you know enjoy one more than the other but it, it feels more that they're sort of he's looking for power at this point and um, maybe it does you know maybe they just clear the checkerboard like you know they or the chessboard is um, as the emperor said, and right. everyone dies, but there's yeah. still a force, and then who knows how it's gonna, how it's gonna manifest. It's kind of fascinating because if you think of like at like post Empire pre Return, which still bugs me out that I now say Return instead yeah. of Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I felt like we were getting again. I have to put myself. I won't give away my age, but I was born. I was born bef- in between, so I gave away my age. But I was too young to like. I came to Star Wars after they were all a thing. Right. And so, for me, I don't have a memory of when I saw these films in a row. Like, they were always yeah. part of my memory. Right. But I'm trying to put myself back if I was there. I feel like after Empire, there was almost a narrowing of plot lines where it could possibly go forward. Like, you knew, I would think you would know that Jedi or Return of the Jedi had to have Luke trying to redeem Vader, right? Or, mm. or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like with, with what Johnson did... With the combination of what Johnson did and 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 uh, Carrie Fisher's passing, I think what we t- we're doing is we have no freaking idea what they're gonna <laughs> You're do. You're so right. Yeah. yeah. You're so right because I mean, with the original trilogy, it's very clearly laid out. It's yeah. you know, mm-hmm. there's already this you know terrible you know group that's oppressing everybody, and Luke's like, well, we hate the Empire, and then he finds out you know his his uh, Yoda and. Ben are like, listen, you, if you want to become a Jedi, you need to confront Vader. And so that's, I mean, it's all leading to it. Yeah. And then, so that's his quest right there from, from yeah. the, and the and second that's, that's the initial argument I had after watching The Last Jedi, which is that I said, you know, there's a lot of subverting plot elements and subverting mm-hmm. yeah. your expectations and <laughs> yeah. almost like he's subverting expectations for the yeah. sake of subverting expectations. Yeah. And I said that, you know, I never thought that that is could be a method in which you could tell a Star Wars story. I always thought Star Wars had to have a level of predictability yes. so you could... You could tell this yep. long-form myth. So you could set up Threshold Guardians mm-hmm. and set up these transformative, transformative moments with those characters and mm-hmm. in the future, and we could all predict these paths crossing at some point. And that's just how I thought Star Wars was always told as a story. Right. And I yeah. and I thought even more so with the standalone stories, because my thought was they were going to be like episodes 7, 8, 9, would be very clear right. hero's journey. Like right. that very clear path, right. and then on the standalones, you can do weird things and weird other things, stuff. So right. I was, that's why Episode Eight blew me away when I was watching it. Right. It felt before. like a standalone film. It did, yeah. Absolutely. And people walked out saying that they said, "Wow, it just it wrapped up with a hopeful, happy ending." It's almost like we could end it right there and I'll be happy. It's right. almost like the nine film, the ninth film might just be yeah uh, superfluous. I guess you know? you know. Well, I guess enter executive producer J.J. Abrams in the mystery, in right. the King yeah. of the Mystery Box, right? Yeah. And that's sort of what it yeah. is. So I mean, because you know. In the prequels, obviously, you know where it's headed anyways. Yeah. But, I mean, it's pretty... There's a war breaks out, and they need to win the war, you know? And someone wins the war, you know? Yeah. But this, it's just like, okay, I guess they have oppressors again, but they have no government. They have yeah. a lot of things they need to work out yeah. in the in the new, you know, the new trilogy. They There's no, you know, and it's not clear at all where it's going or where they want to go or even what the motivations are except to sort of survive... Uh, the the incurrence of a new 
you know, incursion of a new um, right. imperial threat. Yeah. And I guess that's you know you know so all right, what they're gonna they're gonna defeat the first order or you know what what's that even gonna do? Don't, don't do they need a little order? Like I don't know, maybe they. You know, yeah, there's is, a lot of is the first a order a terrible thing. Yeah, yeah. What there's if a, it there's was, a lot of philosophy at stake, right? In this yeah. last film, it's kind of like we know why both sides fight, and the first order has their own reasoning. I mean, they they want order, they want yeah. to have, you know, things move along uh, at at a pace that they find uh, kind of reasonable for production, an imperial for economy, for yeah, grow a machine, power yeah. over yeah. the you yeah. know the galaxy. But it's generally power seeking. It's yeah, power seeking, and totally. it's bad. They're the dark side, and they should end in nine. I mean, we're all yeah. expecting, I think, the first order to be cr- destroyed in nine by by the resist rebellion. I guess at this point, yeah. But I just, I don't know. I would rather it be open ended, and I would rather both sides keep on fighting for you know the the rest of the history as we know it. Yeah, I definitely think it should be. I definitely think it's gonna be open ended, just because Disney wants to make yeah ten, eleven, twelve, yeah thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. And Six, seven, eighteen, and, and that so theme on. park that they're yeah. building. I mean, but wait, you really, but not really necessarily extending the. You really think like actually you'll enumerate them and make I do. Them, I, you know. I think I think there's going to be a long break. I think that's why we're getting the two additional series. I think I think their plan is wait ten years and start episode ten nine and ten, or ten eleven twelve. 12? Yeah, wow. that's my guess. Yeah. I mean, but, the, the, the the money is money talks. I mean, yeah. it's a, they, these mill films make billions they, of dollars. So they want our grandkids in the seat for episode 21. Yeah. Right. I know they're going to be making movies, but it's, yeah. I thought they, they made it pretty clear both for the um, for the D&D the, mm-hmm. um, or, yeah, group and for Ryan Johnson they were going to be different trilogies yeah. and I figured they yep. could just keep doing telling stories and in they, any part in the timeline and yeah. about any sort of characters but yeah. yeah. We'll see. Yeah, well, I, it could go either way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, good. Um, anything else you guys want to talk about? I watched The Last Jedi a few times uh, last oh, yeah? week, and uh, <laughs> I just something stuck out to me. I was like, I was like, why is why does Rey want to train as a Jedi when she's had no real formal introduction to the Jedi? It's kind of this weird. Like, when next time you watch the film, just it's almost a given that the training is something that's supposed to happen in the mm. second film of a Star Wars trilogy. Yeah. Whereas yeah. in the in Empire Strikes Back, it's kind of set up that there's going to be a, a a master that he must meet to train with to become a Jedi after right. he's been organically introduced to the Jedi religion and. Sort of. Kind of yeah, stuff. you're right. Kind he was feels... just a, a lost farm boy, right? That right. just happened to save the galaxy. Yeah. So I just then, I found that kind of hmm. strange. Just just think about that for a second. I don't entertain it, you know, yeah. too much. But I feel like yeah. It's kind I of mean, she wants to belong. I mean, I, I think that right, was right. laid out pretty. You know, she she's probably. I feel like she's always felt some sort of thing inside right. her. She's always you know. Well, Maz, this I guess Maz's line of like you know the the future you seek maybe maybe with Luke or yeah. whatever some line was yeah. Like yeah. But even is it Snoke's line who says you're always looking or is it Snoke or I can't remember who says it but you're always looking for a father right like looking yeah. for and and failing family. So maybe right. she wasn't looking to be trained. Maybe she was looking for a Luke father. to be a father. And that's what I felt and, would be more yeah. organic is if it was more more of like a relationship building instead of a yeah you know yeah uh, you're not busy we can train you know like I just yeah. never I don't know I just kind of didn't get that but yeah. It's well, there is also an immediate threat that she was thrust into the middle of. Right. 
and she's force sensitive, and she explains yeah. that. And yeah. uh, there is some exposition. Yeah. She was sent just to bring him back, right? Like that's right. that's her mission. So that's it is kind of funny yeah. where she's like, "Train me," but also we have to go. But train me. Yeah, but exactly. We also have that's, to go. But that's train it. me. That's ex- have, yeah. what you're talking about is exactly kind of where I was finding these discrepancies of like, wait, 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 wait. why why is the training like just forcing itself yeah. to happen right now? That's a good. It point. was weird. It was just a weird thing. But I love the film. I'm just saying that that was just something I noticed wasn't done as well as it was handled in empire i thought right you know so that was something i love the film too i think it's okay to to do it to talk about things that don't work because as i've always said i love every star wars film that's out there but none of them are a perfect movie Hmm. right like no no they're not supposed to be they're fun can't be right space opera exactly yeah 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 which is sort of hilarious that this is my life now. But yeah, right? <laughs> like we were talking about earlier, the Wampa Whatever, scene in Empire I love, but it was a forced scene because they wanted... Or not, not a forced scene so much as they, they had to figure out how to make Hamill's scar, you know, look yeah. re- real or, or, or play into but the But that's story. a happy accident. That stuff happens when yeah. you make art. And it was awesome. You know, it's just like, yeah. oh. It's almost like when you have limitations, it's easier to be creative. Yeah. Oh, I was like, trying to right, find a flaw in Empire and I couldn't. <laughs> you're like, yeah. I know. It's like but, I couldn't like, do it. It's kind of funny because as I was saying that sentence, I'm like, like, no, that's Empire actually just awesome. Perfect. Oh, in Empire, my flaw with Empire, for any flaws, oh, is yeah. that um, he trains for two days. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Or they were sitting in a space slug for two weeks while the Empire was out right. looking for them. Oh, like, the timeline doesn't. Right, yeah. But again, I don't care. Like I never watch <laughs> yeah, yeah. that movie and go, "Well, this doesn't seem realistic." But yeah. like in terms of, so it really is of all of them the closest to the perfect film. The Minox scene is like one of my favorites. Oh, so good. Oh, yeah, that's pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, if you never gotten that car crash, we wouldn't have gotten Wampas. And I know. So it's, right. Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. which is so great because otherwise it's like this is an ice planet, this is a lava planet, yeah. Yeah. this is yeah. a forest planet. You know, but it was like it was cool to see yeah. some fauna. In yeah, it, yeah, yeah, know, definitely in the world other than Tauntauns, which were also awesome. Right, but also not native to Hoth. Oh, really? Is well, that... it's old EU, so it's legends now. Yeah. But they were imported by the by the uh, by the rebels. Oh, really? Yeah. As what? I don't remember. I just, I, I just know. I mean, there were deleted scenes where the the wampas are in the base. Yes, yeah. And just like, oops, they, you know, some snow troopers take a wrong door and <laughs> right. get mauled by well, a wampa. When you see C three PO walk by, he he, had, I think in the deleted scene, he puts up a, a warning label on a door <laughs> that I guess have the wampas that where they put them after the, the, the thing. And I think what happens is one of the snow troopers goes in there and all the wampas come. Yeah, out. or he like peels off yes, the warning yeah, sticker or yeah, something, which is part of the. Um, the old arcade Star Wars video games shooter because when yeah. you go through Hoth base yes, you actually get Wampas popping yeah. out which I loved yeah that's yeah. very cool and or the original Battlefronts where you could actually like yep. play as the as the Wampas and, and just like maul people which are kind of great oh that's cool yeah I saw um, today someone showed the uh, the delete the deleted scene one of the deleted scenes from um, Last Jedi sort of haunts me and it's and it's that one where she runs down to save you know and Luke fools her into thinking that there's, you know, a, some sort of raid on, right. on the camp on Octo, Octo, and um, she races down there, which also, I think, you know, sort of reinforces, like, she does, she wants to be trained, she needs to be trained, she's, you know, she's in this fight, and she, she likes, she wants to belong, and she feels this goodness and, and wanting to help, but, um, yeah, that, was, I kind of, I kind of miss that scene. If for nothing else, just when they're like, wave your lightsaber, wave your lightsaber. Yeah. Right, yeah. And she hilarious. does, like, in yeah. good spirit. I don't know. And that, that made me laugh. I, as I said, I think when we talked about it, that's the only deleted scene I wish they'd put back in the movie. And I understand why they took it out, but I, I love that yeah. movie. 
Uh, two quick updates. Uh, it's, it is Batu, B-A-T-U-U, is Galaxy's Edge. Okay, cool. And I was just looking at a picture. That, okay, cool. that park is huge. It's in yeah. Disneyland. It's about right. a, it's about half the size of what Disneyland already is. It's wow. giant. Wow. Um, and then also, why in the Denny's menu isn't there a dish called That's Not a Moon's Over My Hammy? <laughs> <laughs> And that's all I have for updates. No, that's awesome. Okay, fantastic. Um, yeah, we're thinking about doing some remote Star Wars Weekly uh, podcasts. Uh, one might be coming from Denny's. We're not sponsored by them yet, but um, let's face it. Who doesn't love Denny's? Oh, God. Um, but if you're out there, we, we will take sponsorships. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we're hoping to do a immediate reaction to Solo after that yes. comes out, um, which can't come out soon enough. I think we'll eventually we'll be at Galaxy's Edge together oh, to do oh, a that live would be cool podcast. Too. Yeah, we'll be beta testing some recording options and uh, doing that. That would be super fun. I'm definitely going early 2020, so yeah. you guys All are right. welcome to join. Okay. Um, and if you can't, I'll at least do my own little remote from there. Um, <laughs> yeah. We've said core world news location. <laughs> Reporter, just gonna be me. it's just gonna be me holding a microphone and all the and all the attractions going. I can't believe it. This is amazing, and that's gonna be my report. There's a lot of aliens. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, you know what's weird about Solo too? Now we're kind of you mentioned it is the tickets aren't on sale yet, and I can't find any prediction about when the tickets are going to be on sale, that's which is good. fascinating. Hmm. Yeah, because we're almost a month away. At this point, yeah, a little right? more than a month, and and you know, like Infinity War, which comes out. I guess it's April. That comes out in April. So, but I don't know. Uh, it's just start because yeah. the Star Wars ones usually come out month or two at least. Right. Disney, take my money. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting. Anxious. You could have cleared your first bill already. Yeah. probably by now. Awesome. All right. Well, yeah. cool. Want to call that a podcast? Yeah, I think sure. it's good. Thanks Cast. very much for listening once again. Um, we really appreciate it, and we will talk to you next week with more core world news on the Star Wars Weekly Podcast. Yeah.